Hey, what's up, guys? Jamie, Kylie, and Dean coming at you live from all over the world. God, I love that statement. And we're a little late. Sorry, guys. Um, we were just stuck in the back back office there. We were <laughs> chatting up a storm. We were all in our flow, just bing, 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 bing. It was, it was so great. Um, today, we're going to talk about alignment and flow and um, how we know when we're in alignment, when we're in flow, what it actually means. And um, yeah, see where this conversation goes. So I'm super stoked on this one. Uh, little check-in. How are you guys doing this week? How's, how's life going? Kylie. Okay. All great. <laughs> Dean's always so polite. Like, Ladies um, first. It's so far. I mean, it's Monday, so it's been a good week so far. Um, just work. Um, been working a little bit on my story. So for our homework this week, we were having to um, dive, like, devise our story and um write down like you know our journey and like, what's happened what our pain is and like how we've kind of overcome that and how that sort of led us into where we are like coaching for example and therefore how we want to help others so um I always overwrite and on the first draft had like 2,500 words which didn't make it punchy or readable really at all so I then completely edited it went the other way so I've been working on it today to kind of beef it up again and give it a bit of jazz and panache. Nice. Nice, nice. Yo, razzmatazz, huh? <laughs> Dean, Love. you, how was your week, buddy? Yeah, good. Yeah, really good. Uh, week, uh, where are we, Monday? Yeah, weekend was good, chilled. Bit of work on Sunday. Studying, nice. I should say. And then, yeah, today reaching out, a bit of studying again. And... Uh, Yes, and tea in the afternoon. Sick. Very nice. Uh, lovely. Perfect. So let's get let's get into this. Let's tackle this uh, this topic of alignment and um, flow. What? So for myself, hearing the word alignment resonates with me so well and so much, um, especially with my niche and like how I want to reach out to people that feel like they're in a rut. I feel like alignment is opposite as of a rut and flow and stuff like that. Um, whenever I hear the word flow, I think of water and it's like, to me, I picture like a waterfall and how you, uh, a person can just sit there and watch a waterfall for hours and it's just flowing. It's just doing its thing. It's in its, it is an element, but it's actually in its element. And that's kind of what flow means to me earlier when we were having our back office chat chat, I was so fired up and I was in my flow. I was like, I know I'm in flow when there's nothing anybody else can say that can affect me or sway me from my direction. And I was telling you guys that it's like people come to me and almost see that as, as a, as a falsity or a weakness of mine where it's like, I don't, I don't listen and I don't quickly think of things. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. That's what I am. And that's when I'm in my flow is when I am super confident about what I'm doing. And if I am confidently crashing a plane, well, at least I'm confidently crashing that plane and not second guessing myself about it. And that's the most important thing to me. I'll always bounce back and figure things out because I'm resilient that way. So what is, what is alignment flowing to you guys? I said my little spiel of just, just like power. I feel just powerful, like unstoppable when I'm in those two zones. <laughs> I can, it. I can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel it. Yeah. 
I really feel that. I, definitely <laughs> you're in your flow. Uh -huh. uh, for me, I think it's I, I kind of following off what you were saying, Jay, but I think it's when I'm at my best. Mm -hmm. And when I'm on, and when I'm in that zone, I guess where you're unshakable. Mm. I know that if I'm rabbiting about something that I'm really passionate about and that really gets me, that like nothing's gonna take me off of off of my flow with that mm. with that. So yeah, I think it's when I'm at my best. And I think um I think I heard it recently on one of the podcast with the guys but i think it was lewis that said when when do you forget to eat mm -hmm. um and that really resonated with me like you know when you're doing something and you're just so content and you're so in the moment mm -hmm. and nothing else kind of matters even like normal daily functions don't even register <laughs> yeah 100 for me, it's like when, when I'm writing and I'm in my flow, I, I forget to eat as well. I just lose track of time. Like time mm -hmm. just, it's like, it almost doesn't matter to me. And I'm just like a madman possessed at the keyboard. And I'm just, da -da -da -da. and I'm like, no, 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 just keep going. Like, I don't even think about it. I'm just like, da -da 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 -da. and then about five hours later, I think, whoa, my eyes are kind of like very dry. And I'm like, oh, that was quite a cool, that was weird. And then I go for a break, and I'm like, right, I need to get back because once you step out of it, there might be a chance that it kind of the, the ideas dry up or you're not quite back into sync. So for mm -hmm. me, sync is another word. You know, it's like when you when you stick your iPod into the, the computer and it's just not it, it's just not registering. That's when I'm. That's how I feel when I'm not in that zone, and it's kind of yeah. frustrating because. Sometimes all it takes is a small tweak and then like bang, like it recognizes the device and then there's that channel and you're just yeah. like information up and down, up and down. So I totally. think and flow alignment, they're all, yeah, they're all pretty much the same. same. Yeah. I like that. I like that for sure. So what, what are some questions we could ask people that would help them find maybe, maybe if they're in their flow or in alignment or what they do that gets them there because i believe that every single person can experience that that work in that, that or not work that alignment and flow but um for people that are just, they're going like i don't know what the hell you guys are talking about what are some other questions that you ask someone to see like what they resonates with them what would get them into that that um flow I don't know. It's like I do not register with what the fuck is asking me. Jamie, I don't think Dean and I can hear you. Can you not hear me? You've gone well, all robotic. You've gone pixelated as well. We want to see that pretty But nice. it's a great freeze frame. You look fantastic. How about oh, now? the fans sticking out as well. You look like, like a very... Happy dog. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> How about you? Know you? Like content and like a bowl of water. That's and they stick their tongue out a little for the air to touch it. That's how it. Say you look. 
mean, you look great, honestly. Hey, you look fantastic. Don't worry about that. I mean, yeah. you've never looked better. <laughs> My back. No, your tongue's still. No. <laughs> you, you're fuzzy wuzzy. Okay, you you and you two are gonna have to take over. You guys are gonna have to do it until I get back. All right. Okay. So go on, Carly. What was the what was the question? I think Jamie was saying like, what was the what would we ask someone um, mm -hmm. who who's a bit stuck or in a rut? What what what? How can they find alignment? How how what do they look for when they're like in the zone? How does that resonate with them? I think that's what I heard. Mm -hmm. I mean. I think I'd start with what makes you happy. Like, what are your what are your moments where you're so enraptured? Like, what we were just talking about. What moments can you think of when you're so enraptured with what you're doing that nothing else matters? Like, normal daily tasks, time, you know, the things that we were just talking about. Like, can you pinpoint at one of those moments? And then, and then build on it from there. So, um what are you like, if you can find something like that then what are you doing right now today this week that's then moving you towards doing that more and more so it's not just a one -off. so it this is now becoming a, a habit a pattern like what are you doing to sort of build on that um and i guess okay. if you can't necessarily pinpoint one of those moments to then try and find it. So, like, what does bring you joy? Like, what does bring you some happiness? Or what do you want to be remembered for? So, I mm -hmm. like, trying to suss out what that that magic thing is for you. Some people might be lucky enough that it comes to them straight away. Some people you might need to explore that with. Yeah, and sure. That to see how you can make that that bigger. How you can make that more of a pattern. What about okay. you? So you're talking about habit, you're talking about patterns, but let me ask you a question. Say someone comes to you and they say, I don't know. I, I don't really have any passions. I don't really have any hobbies. I've kind of lived a kind of, you know, a routine life where, you know, I've been doing the same thing for 10 years. I don't really, nothing really makes me tick. Nothing really lights my fire. What, what do I do then? You know, because that could be a, a possible Answer. No, absolutely. And that's what I was saying. That's what I meant by because some people it would come easy to to be able to answer that and some people it won't. So that's when I would go down that route of, well, what do you want to be remembered for? Are there moments that you can pinpoint that you just enjoy? It doesn't have to necessarily be that you're so in the zone that everything else goes by. But what are the little things that you enjoy? What do you want to be remembered for? And try and get some answers around that. And then mm -hmm. build on it from there. Yeah. Am I back? You're, You're back, back Jamie. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Sorry, Jamie. I was going to say to Dean, what would you what would you do in that situation? I I think I've mentioned this before, but I would say to them, you know, you have to go out looking for the things that make you happy. That, that even if it's small things that bring you joy and bring you solace. Um, like I said before, I've I've gone out looking for my passions. I've my passions haven't come looking for me, and I feel that's the key is the trying different things. And if there is a client or someone that is very much on that on that on that level, to 
get out there. Get out there, brother. Have a look around. See what's going on. Try different things. See what's, what, you know, it's almost like the power of elimination and trying things. And if they don't work, great. You're one step aligning closer to what you do want to do. And I think mm. that's the key because I feel people get a little bit frustrated. They try something, they're like, no, that's not for me. So I'm, I'm stuck. There's nothing else for me to do. But if it's fitness, if it's learning, if it's a new hobby, cooking, it can be anything. I mean, there's so many things you can do, even if it's going for a long walk or hikes. There's yeah. something for everyone. So just get out there and try different things. And, you know, I would kind of set up, that would be my task for them, would be like, right, what are you going to take to to get you closer to find out what you do like? And then putting the ball back in their court and and then maybe come up with a, a three-tier plan where, you know, they, they go out and they try different things or they do, maybe, maybe they can incorporate a social element because I think that's key as well. A lot of people don't like doing things on their own. So if there's that social aspect tied into it where i don't know they go and play tennis or they go and do crossfit that's very popular at the minute where they're not alone and they're socializing while doing it i think that could ease them into it far easier than they would just going on their own and you know meeting strangers for the first time i think that's that's a key element well you've Mm -hmm. got that accountability too yeah absolutely and yeah. that, I mean, that's always key because we're more likely to show up and do something if we've got someone that's holding us accountable and we don't want to yeah. let someone else down. That's, I, mean, I love that trial and error, like as you said. Yeah. Even mm. if you're doing activities or whatever it is and it doesn't seem to be your thing, that's okay because you're one step closer to finding out what your thing is. Yeah. Totally. And like, have you guys ever talked to that person or been around that person where you're like, oh, do you like this? And they're like, no. Have you, do you like this? No. Do you like that? No. And you're like, have you tried any of those things? No. It's like that, I'm going to say it, is the wrong mentality to finding what you're close to. If, if a person is so closed off that they're not even willing to try something else, it's, it's, it's just an uphill battle, right? A big thing too is like, ask yourself, what could you talk about for hours? Most people, when when you ask them the right question, they can talk for hours. And I used to do this. I got a little story about this in my old job because I didn't much like my old job, which is no, um, that's, well, everyone knows that. And so I'd find my bosses who were like the, the lead hands or whatever, and I'd figure out what they like to talk about. So as soon as I, 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 I didn't like talking about it, but I knew that if I got them talking about it, I'd get to sit there for a couple hours and listen to them yap my ear off about what they really loved about. And then I didn't have to work. And it was awesome. I was like, I'm going to go in the office for a nice break because it's minus 50 outside and listen to somebody talk about, I don't know what it was, who knows, fishing or something like that, that I wasn't into, but this person loved it. So you just sit there, nod your head, be interested. And so that's that thing, you know, you find out what they're passionate about because everybody has that, that passion. And um, I like what you guys are saying about the accountability for sure. It's like having a group to, to be passionate with. Have you guys ever done something like that where somebody asked you to come do something and you didn't want to do it because you didn't think you'd like it and then you did and actually ended up liking it? Have you guys have, do you have any stories like that? Yeah. What Dean? I've got a few. 
like my mates um, last year, they're like, oh, we're going golf. And I was like, there's a fantastic Mark Twain uh, quote. And he says, um, golf is a good walk spoil. And I, I've always loved that. <laughs> so I've never been and I went and I absolutely loved it and I was not too bad at it either that was the first one and the second one Amalia if you're watching you little sly devil she tricked me she said oh we're going to a painting class and I'm quite creative I like all that so I went there and it, it wasn't that it was art therapy and it was like in with your fingers neon lights it's dark down in this basement underneath this uh, nice restaurant, this nice cafe. And I loved it. You know, I was proper into my flow and I, I really enjoyed it. I haven't been bad because of what's going on with quarantine, but yeah, she said to me, I looked at her and I was like, why don't you just tell me? She was like, well, you wouldn't have come otherwise. And she was right. Mm -hmm. So being in that social gathering setting, doing something that I completely therapy, like with art, I would never really thought of it but so that was amazing so it does go to show you that you know if you try something new what what can you lose you might lose a bit of money and a bit of time but that's if you really hate it hmm. you don't have to come back and you meet new people you try something new it's a night out great hmm. but that's lose from it i really i really don't see it that way totally but that's where that resistance comes in where we ask somebody to do something and if, especially if they feel like we're trying to coerce or tell them, then that resistance comes up. But Kylie, there's gotta be something that you, you haven't liked and then you tried it and absolutely love it. Sure. I mean, sure. And actually some of the obvious examples are probably nights out where one of my friends has said, do you want to, you know, I want to go to this bar or I want to go to like this house party. And I've been thinking, Oh God, that's not my type of music or, or that's not my crowd. And actually I couldn't have been any more wrong. I've had a really great evening, met great people, had great conversations and my own blindness would have stopped me having such enjoyment and making great contacts. There's a few people that actually come to mind that I've actually met and that have been really good contacts ever since from those types of nights out. And mm -hmm. if, it hadn't been because like one of my better friends was going and you know, I didn't want to let them down, probably would have found an excuse to get out of it um, and missed out meeting great people all because of a, well, a limiting belief. Oh, I'm not going to enjoy that. That's not my crowd. Um, so there's loads of examples on nights out like that. And actually I can think of um, something silly. Like I was working for a pension company and I was in a team of just guys and they asked me to arrange a day out for everyone. And I was like, okay, so what does everyone want to do? And they all wanted to go go-karting. And I was just like, oh, I had a great day. I found myself being very competitive, which I didn't know about myself. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's those silly moments, isn't it, where we, we hear something and we don't even give it a chance. Mm. So why, why is that? That's where I want to delve into because we've all experienced that. Every single person on the planet experiences it. I experience it all the time. Why, though? Like, why is there that resistance to trying something new? I think that it's, it's to do with we have a preconception of that uh, 
it could be the, the preconception of the um, the sport or the event and we've we've kind of I think what happens is we have predetermined it in our heads and we've already played it out in our heads how it's going to go who's going to go um, what am I going to get out of it how it could end up so I feel that we've already we've already played yeah. a version of the event before it's happened so and what was your version about golf for example why right. why did you not think you'd like it what did you, you know, play in your head I don't know you got a stick and there's a ball and you can just <laughs> Um, I mean, it doesn't really, it doesn't excite me, it doesn't excite me, but then I love football and it's just, you know, 11, 22 men on a field kicking a ball about, mm -hmm. so I don't know, I guess, mm -hmm. and I, I see it on the telly and everyone's like clapping, mm -hmm. and, oh, it's boring, isn't it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're, they're like golf buggies going about, I mean, don't get me wrong, the skill and the level of I mean, it's incredible. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but it doesn't really excite me. It doesn't really jump off the page. Yeah, totally. You know? yeah. I don't know. I think in my mind that I, mm, it's not really my cup of tea. But you know, it might be your cup of tea, and you might be drinking this cup of tea for the rest of your life. So why not just drink the bloody tea? Just give it totally. a go and take totally. a sip. It's not for you. Say so, you know. Chuck it over your shoulder. We need to get you down a crazy golf course. Oh, I love it. That crazy golf. No, that's there you go. Fish. Oh, oh, oh. See, we found it in. A bit of crazy golf. We can have some shots. Yeah. What's a crazy golf? You don't have crazy golf? If you explain it to me, I might. Whoa. So we, we have, like, sort of fun little golf um courses so like each one will be like like a mini obstacle like you have to hit oh, it's, through like a windmill. we call it mini golf oh okay well we call oh, it crazy yeah, mm -hmm. yeah same, same. And, and, like, and usually there's a bar attached to it so you same. can have a drink maybe do some shots for whoever misses and like you know like every time you miss a shot like you, you have to then take a shot so you can make a night out of it. Nice, yeah. nice, nice, nice. If, uh, Sam, so, if, if Sam Nelson's watching. We love golf. We love golf. <laughs> totally. I was thinking that when you were saying that the whole time. But golf was one of, one of my things too, where I was like, I was like so against it because I had that, I had that preconceived belief about it that it was it was something different. It was for like the hoity-toity. It was for old people golf. Like this isn't a young person's sport. You know what I mean? It was just like all these things I told myself in my own mind that, you know, maybe once I heard my dad probably didn't golf. He didn't golf. I don't know if he's ever golfed in his life. And so right from them, I was like, oh, dad doesn't like it. Then, you know, I must not like it kind of thing. But um, like even with Kylie, like go-kart, the word go-kart just sounds fun. Like how could like, what was your, why did you think that it wasn't going to be fun? You know what I mean? Because A, I don't like fast things. Mm. Um, B, I'm not much of a genuine junkie. I know it's not that much of a genuine. I mean, I don't like theme parks. I'm petrified of heights. So if anyone mm. wants to work on me in the NLP world, please. Um, so, yeah, and I just thought, oh, you know, the boys are going to get all comp got get silly and 
competitive with each other and I thought, oh, this is going to be such a boy's day out. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I had a great day. I felt because it was really quite exciting because everyone started to try to like bump each other off and like try and create accidents. And, you know, I don't know why, but that that was quite exciting. Um, And then also when I could see that I was actually going up the leaderboard and actually was beating some of the boys, then I got really excited. Mm. Did you have uh, problems parking though, or was that? Uh, my parking is <laughs> terrible, Dean. We shouldn't go there. Well, you have no idea how I many. Don't have a license, so I don't have. Dean, you don't have a license. Crazy. That's super crazy. Um, so interesting. So coming out of that, it's like we're never. I think I think you get told this when you're a kid that you're never gonna know unless you try. Like you're just not gonna know if you like it or not until you try. And I think a lot of our our um, our roadblocks to trying these new things is what we grew up learning. Like the people that were influencing us, like maybe what we liked and stuff like that. But on the other hand, I know that there's things that when parents really want to get their kids to do something, like say say home oh, Canada it's pretty crazy like hockey parents like they're lunatics hockey parents are absolute lunatics they want all their kids to go play in the NHL which is like whatever the biggest hockey league out over here right and they make their kids do this and they're so competitive rather parents want their kids to be ballerinas so they put them in the dancing and they put so much pressure on them so much pressure on them and the kid doesn't like it so that's like the opposite spectrum where it's like you want to like introduce people to things in a certain light so that they want to try it and have fun with it, not force something down someone's throat so they never want to do it again. What's crazy about that is those type of parents, I think what they're doing, they're trying to live their dreams through their kids. And it, mm. I mean, I know they've got the best intentions at heart, but I've seen some kids I done I done some football coaching. And I see some kids being yelled at, screamed at, shouted at by their parents yeah. and those close by, and the damage that is doing psychologically is unprecedented. I mean, it's Crazy. it's on a level that's going to come back at some point, and that stress and that, you know, you, you see it with the, um, the you know the, the kid geniuses, and they the generally genetically their their parents are quiet you know bright as well and you just see that they're so they're in a flow and a level of genius we can't a lot of people will never will never reach but there's always a side effect and a lot of these kid geniuses their social intelligence is diabolical i mean so much so that it's gonna have a, a crazy effect on them growing up and they they're going to struggle to to find their place within the world, and even like like you know tasks we take for granted, like going to the shops and interactions and talking to people, they're going to really struggle with. So it, it's kind of interesting that you want to be in a flow that's actually not just one. You don't want to be like this tunnel vision flow. You want to actually flow in different states in different settings with different people if you can um i don't know where that come from but that's you know you're right i mean when you know when you were talking about the the kids that you used to coach with football 
I used mm. to coach swimming when I was younger and I saw some really competitive parents that, you know, and I, I was teaching kids from all ages, literally from armbands up until teenage years. And I saw some kids about six, seven, eight, and our parents were starting to, you know, restrict diets so that they were a particular weight and, you know, all that mm. sort of thing. And you just think of the detrimental effects that it's going to have because these kids, they enjoyed it to a certain extent, but also being pushed into something where parents are living vicariously through their kids. Don't be wrong. There's some kids that absolutely adored it. Swimming was my thing. That's why I was there coaching. But mm -hmm. you can also see the ones that are being pushed. Yeah, but and to be honest, you know, a swimming pool and kids that can't swim is not the best place to be pushed. <laughs> right into the deep end. I've got a story there, guys. I had, how do I, uh, do we work after the watershed on Facebook? I yeah, had yeah. one kid that was a little SOD. She was only about four or five, but this kid was a, and I'd, I'd been going through something or other, and then I'd asked them to get out of the pool, and this little girl wouldn't get out of the pool. And I was coaching from the side of the pool. You know, I didn't have swimwear on. I was fully dressed. This kid wouldn't get out of the pool. And um, eventually I managed to coax her to the side. And I said, will you take my hand and I'm going to pull you out of the pool. And she pulled me in. A four-year-old pulled you into the pool. She was about four or five. Yeah, yeah, she did. And wow. obviously I was in there, I was fully dressed, I may have sworn, I'm not sure, I can't remember. But obviously all these kids are on the side finding it absolutely hilarious that their swimming teacher's been pulled into the pool. So Nadine, <laughs> you should push or pull people into the pool that don't want to be. Wow. Oh, did you have your whistle? Yeah. You... <laughs> it's too late for that. I remember everyone literally like all the parents around the side just like clapping. They found it oh, hilarious. Yeah. It was funny. It was funny. But this kid, I was got, like, you know, one of the big nets. I would have literally got her in the net <laughs> and pulled her out, like a big algae or something. I would have pulled her out. But no, it's going back to a, a serious bit. Is I would say not only for kids and parents, but for us and those around us being overworked is not going to get you results hmm. it's not going to work because you you're pushing 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 until it snaps it's not going to work what you want to do is be overstretched and it's, that's a big big difference and what i mean by that is you want to be pushed in a good way you want to be pushed that little bit further than you can do week on week week on week, week. you don't want to be that huge golf straight away and then you break their confidence break their spirit and it's just a disaster so i would say to anyone watching this is if you've got kids especially not that i can parent and guide but try to not overwork them but overstretch them a little and then little by little that that becomes habit and nature and they're enjoying it you don't going back to football you've had kids of like seven and eight when I was young, playing on a full size pitch, right? The kids are that big and the goal is like, you know, meters above their head. It's just ridiculous. And they're kicking around a football that adults play with. How is that gonna benefit them? It's, it's mm -hmm. ridiculous. 
And in that arrogance, the British arrogance, the English arrogance that we invented football, blah, 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 other countries around the world were playing on much smaller pitches with smaller balls, one touch, two touch football, and they were enjoying it. There was no, there was no competition. Like in England, they're competing at like six, seven, even younger. And for me, you're not enjoying it. If, if there's pressure at that age and there's, you know, parents, adults shouting at you to do this, to do that, you're not going to enjoy it. So I think at a young age, you want to be in that, in, the, in that space where you're just trying out new things. It doesn't really matter if you win or lose. You're just enjoying it. You're picking up skills. You're picking up techniques. You're just learning as you go. And for me, that's a far better place to be than, you know, someone saying, you've got to win today. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. You weren't good today. You've done this. You've done that. You hit the ball. You know, you hit a window and smashed a window. It, for me, it's just madness. And you've got to enjoy what you do. And you're only going to thrive when you're enjoying it. When you've got totally. pressure, un unnecessary, it's just a complete disaster for the kids, for the adults, for everyone involved. Dean, isn't South America, which is known for like kids playing on the street and like loving their football, and that's where they scout yeah. talent? Like the kids just knocking around Brazil. the ball in the street? Yeah. In Brazil, yeah. Because, and they've got a the thing called futsal. I've said that wrong. It's a, it's a, a, a much heavier ball and it's done in like smaller and that's where they do their tricks and because you can't just get the ball and hoof it and it just goes, you know, 70 yards. You've got to be more controlled with the techniques. But mm -hmm. yeah, Brazil is, is, is that place. But they enjoy it. They love it. They, they play because they love it and they don't, for a lot of guys, they don't have, you know, opportunities like we do. So football is everything to them and they breathe and live it, you know, on the streets, wherever. It doesn't matter where they play. Totally. So that is a great way to leave off on this and flow and trying to, like, see and let everyone... I think one of the big things taken away from today is to realize what you flow in, be open to trying new things. And if you're that person that's opening it up to see if someone else wants to try something new, it's about learning that language to connect with them so that they're open to doing it and not feeling like they're being forced to do it for any other reason than just trying it to see if they'll like it. What, uh, what do you think, Kylie? Any last words about flow and alignment? Yeah, I think there's another side to it, Jamie, about, and I think that's what brought us all to coaching, for example, on a serious note. And that is asking yourself, what's not serving me? And I think we were all in jobs that weren't serving us. We were in them to pay the bills or because of X, Y, and Z, but yeah. we weren't happy. They weren't bringing us joy. They weren't serving us. Mm -hmm. And we went out and found something where we were going to find some happiness and some purpose and some meaning and something that meant something to us where we could, you know, align us, go back to that word, but we could align what we're mm -hmm. doing with our values and who we are. So on a serious, you know, I know we've spoken and it's been a bit funny, but on a serious note, like that's what's brought us all here because we wanted to be aligned and we wanted to be doing something where we were aligned with who we are and, and what we wanted to be doing was meaningful to us. Mm -hmm. 100%. And think about it. If none of us would have tried this, we wouldn't have known. It's that simple. And you know what? If we would have tried it, just like a bunch of people that tried it 
and they didn't end up liking it, now they know, and now they can go on to something different. So yeah. that's kind of my thing. Just try it. Yeah, and if you and sometimes in some circles you're going to come up against some resistance and questions and scrutiny. If if you're truly aligned with something, those those don't matter to you. Yeah. You, cool. you take them on boards, but they don't. They don't seem to. They kind of you, you kind of you, you know some will leave you questioning, and that's great because you always want to challenge yourself as well as others. But when you're fully, fully aligned, like you're on a path that no object or no, you know, chat will, will knock you off your, off your right. stride. So, yeah, I, that's what I would say for that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, guys. Great talk today. Thanks everyone for listening. Um, as always, reach out to us. And uh, if you have any comments, let us know how you like our little show here. And we will see you guys next Monday. Okay. See you guys. Bye. See you later.